Baylor men's basketball has won four straight games in Big 12 play, but is this win streak fraudulent? These are the four worst teams in the conference. Now Kansas is on the docket. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, everybody. Game day. Baylor. Kansas, the Bears, the Jayhawks in Waco, where Baylor has won two straight against KU and Bill Self. Drake Toll from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears, alongside Cameron Stewart from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. Thanks for making a couple of guys who like to wear hoodies under jerseys. That's right. Just talking about sports, kicking it back. A couple of Boston guys. Uh, Thanks for making (laughs) this your first listen every single day. Cam, Baylor has won four straight in Big 12 play, Oklahoma mm-hmm. being arguably the biggest of their four wins now. They got that on Saturday. In I'll start here. That was the worst college basketball game I think I've ever seen. Um, I set an, I was I worked I worked the game. I wrote for the game, set an alarm with about 18 minutes left to go in the second half for 17 minutes and took a nap. Um, I did. And guess what? When I woke up, nothing had changed. It was terrible and not worth watching. It was definitely the worst college basketball game I've seen since Baylor, West Virginia. (laughs) A week and a half ago. 54. Uh, Yeah, it was. uh, (laughs) I said it at some point on Twitter. It's all about perspective, whether you called it a, uh, a, a dog fight or a rock fight. I mean, it it did. It it sucked to watch. I mean, part of me wants to say that's vintage Big 12 basketball, and there's something to that. But both, I think both teams just didn't quite uh, have their best out there. Baylor especially. Baylor did not play well. Um, Keontae George was clearly sick. I, I'm guessing is my best option is that he was just sick, sluggish, uh, didn't go for that loose ball early in the game, and you're like, uh, every shot was short. Um, and so clearly not his, like, 100%. So maybe that's a good thing um, that that was the performance they put out when their best player arguably wasn't at 100%. And then it just picks up in the last minute. Jalen Bridges becomes the clutchest player ever. Adam Flagler just an absolute cojones three at the end. And that's how you do it. That's how you win in the Big 12. Um but yes, not the most exciting. Mm. Hopefully they're just saving their best quality for tonight. Hopefully so. Uh in a <laughs> game that like I so on the one hand, we could learn we I I hate it. We could learn a lot about Baylor basketball tonight. Uh more so to me, less the full body of work and more so we could learn about their win streak. Is this because they're playing the lower half of the Big 12? Still great teams on both sides. But these are <laughs> great teams on both sides. Look, but these are not the powerhouse juggernaut. It's not your Kansas State, I, Iowa State right now. Uh, Kansas of yeah. of the league, the Baylor's been beating, and now you go into Kansas, you get a true test. No, but not just Kansas. Kansas coming off of two losses, one of which being eighty three to sixty at Allen Fieldhouse, TCU's first ever win in Lawrence, Kansas. Do you think Bill Self and the Jayhawks will be, say, fired up to play basketball? Yes. Mm, bold take. Yes. Is that the only part of the question, Drake? Yes, they're gonna be they're gonna be PO'd, I think is a better way to put it. Yes. Um, I can't imagine. I mean, 
I don't know the last time Kansas lost three games in a row. It could have been last year for all I know. But uh, good thing, this game is not being played at Allen Fieldhouse for a oh, couple geez. of reasons. Never easy to play there, but Kansas coming off back-to-back losses. Yes, I'm absolutely bought into the conspiracy theories about that. And honestly, I'm not that comfortable that it isn't going to carry over to playing at the Farrell Center. Uh, it is. It, they're going to get some calls tonight. They're going to get some calls tonight. And I hate to be that guy who is like big 12 roofs because the refs suck just as much in every conference, basically. Yeah. But this year, these last couple games, man, specifically that West Virginia and that Oklahoma game on Saturday, I was like, it's really anyone's guess what the call is going to be here. The foul on Flo Thamba for getting elbowed in the face is a new one to me. Um, that That's what I hadn't seen before. Um it is anyone's guess, and that really worries me going up against Kansas. It just does. I'm sorry. It has to be taken into account a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not – like, there hasn't been a Baylor game in these, in these four where you look at it and you go, dang, like, Baylor – Oklahoma State to an extent, but home game where their best player's out. Uh, yeah. The rest of them is like, oof. Well, you won. Win it, winners win, I guess. The winning team won. It can't be that. It can't be that. You can't You can't have a 10-point lead against Kansas with four minutes to go. You need a 15- to 20-point lead against Kansas with four minutes to go. Uh, th- this has to be a put them out, shut them out, a- and get out of here oh. by half for this game. Yeah, yeah and I, I don't anticipate that happening. Oh, I don't all. either. I don't either. Uh, for you to feel comfortable, I'm guessing, is what you're saying. It's like, oh, 100%. Uh, and which yeah, so, comfortable against Kansas is a lot of points. Uh, yeah. And them, them not having a lot of points. TCU, I felt like TCU was going to lose that game until uh, 10 minutes left, where it was like, oh, shoot, Kansas just will not score. Um, it, it's just the factor of like, all right, Big 12 refs, and it's Kansas. So yeah. they're probably going to win the game. Probably. And. Also, part of that is Kansas's quality year in, year out as well. But yes, it's 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 tough to go up against. And I look at the numbers for this Kansas team, and honestly, and credit to Jerome Tang, I know so many people have said it, but when I look at them, I'd say they're basically Kansas State. And obviously, that plays out to a whatever a one point overtime win for Kansas State the other night. Yeah. Uh, that they're almost a carbon copy in terms of how they're made up and how they play. And I thought Baylor played well on one side of the court against Kansas State uh, when they played them. And I think they have matured since then. None of these have been super comfortable, these wins. Maybe the Oklahoma State one, sure, yeah. Actually, that was pretty comfortable. But I think Baylor has shown in this winning streak the way they're going to win games, specifically that Texas Tech game. Um, They broke even and then played a little bit better inside. They broke even in the paint in the first half and then played better in the paint the second half. You thought Texas Tech was going to start missing shots before they did, and they didn't. They kept hitting shots for a while. Baylor hit their shots. They won fairly comfortably. And into the last five minutes of that game, I thought this is about as perfect as Baylor can play in a Big 12 road game right now, right? And then they didn't score a field goal for the last five and a half minutes. Yeah. And that is something that has become a theme for this Baylor team. And they did it a couple of times against OU. Um, I don't think 
up until those last couple of threes that have been a, a couple of minutes since they had scored a field goal. But this happens in these games now where the, Baylor will go five or six minutes, a half, where they just they don't hit shots. Their offense, you have no idea what they're going for. There's no semblance of an offense. They totally lose their focus, and that happens on both ends of the court. Yeah. And I'm, I don't think that the winning streak is fraudulent by any means. That's the word you used, Drake. Um, but you just can't live like that in the Big 12. Against the bottom four teams, that will work, and that will get you into the tournament. That will keep you in the rankings because even those bottom four teams are pretty good compared to the bottom four of the other conferences. Sure. But you cannot beat the top end teams doing that. And that is what I'm so concerned about in this game tonight. You can't take five minutes off against Kansas. You just can't do it. And I know part of it is how this team is operating. And if you, you just have a cold shooting night, that's going to happen. But we've seen them diversify their offense a little bit in this winning streak. Flo Thamba specifically has been playing much better at both ends. Jalen Bridges has looked a lot better offensively the last couple of games. You need to find ways to score or break even in those five-minute stretches. You can't have five-minute stretches where it's 10 or 12 nothing or yeah. 14 to 2 and you've just hit a couple free throws. You can't have that against Kansas. So that is the thing I'm really looking for from Baylor and to make this not seem fraudulent is to – just put together a good composed 40 minutes. I know it's tough to do in the big 12. I know. And you could take a couple of minutes where it's not going to look good, but you can't have six minutes where you don't hit a field goal. No, yeah. no, you'll end up like Iowa state, Oklahoma state this weekend where Iowa state's up by 20 early in the game. Yeah. And then, you know, you go five minutes scoreless and anything can happen in the big 12. Uh, the, the, I don't want to, I don't want to say the win streak's fraudulent, but there are some caveats to it. There's, it's a strong word, yeah. There, there are some parts that's like, oh yeah, Baylor's won four straight, but yeah, there's some the, things to poke some holes in. It's the easiest stretch of the schedule they're going to see um, in conference play far and away, and so you definitely take that into account. Kansas now tonight brings in Jalen Wilson, I, I think is the best player in the Big Twelve. Um, nobody would really argue that either. He's pretty clearly the Big Twelve Player of the Year as of right now. Uh, Grady Dick also heck of a name. Used Correct. to be able to shoot three pointers, but for some reason can't right now. Uh, People thought all, he was better than Keontae. And I just I don't know who's going to consistently successfully guard either of them. But I do have the good news that Baylor's gonna win this game. Uh, the reason oh, why oh. the reason oh, why is coming up right after I tell you about LinkedIn Talent Solutions. LinkedIn Talent Solutions is how I got my job. What is my job? You ask. I can't tell you yet, but I have. I've taken a couple of jobs. I don't know. I'm still looking for some, but there are some that I've said yes, and then I'm in the interview process, and all of that, LinkedIn Talent Solutions, because you can go right now. You need to hire somebody to do your stuff. Like I, I, want, I should probably hire somebody to edit these podcasts so that I don't have to edit and record and do all the stuff in the middle of the Dallas Cowboys game. Uh, I'm going to go find that person to do it via LinkedIn Talent Solutions, LinkedIn.com. Purple hashtag hiring frame. Find the people that can fit your company culture. There's screening questions. There's all kinds of stuff in there. There's like vetting process or bet online. Not what? Or LinkedIn is here to help you find who you need to work in your offices. So LinkedIn.com forward slash locked on. LinkedIn.com forward slash locked on college. That's going to get you there. Then you can find somebody with their purple hashtag hiring frame. They're rated number one. A billion people use their site. Go find the person that you want to work for you. 
LinkedIn talent solutions. Terms and conditions do apply. Oh, Baylor. Man, people salivating to hear that you might be taking another job. Mm. They love it. They're going to love it in the comments. Yeah, my seventh um, um, <laughs> post-grad. I got to do something, right? I got to make some money. Baylor, the Bears, uh, taking on a Kansas team, coming off of two straight losses, one to TCU. TCU good at basketball. Kansas was at home uh, and a loss to Kansas State on the road. Fluky. Kansas is a better team than TC or better team than Kansas State at least. I think Kansas is a better team than Baylor right now. But the Bears win this game. the The Jayhawks have a lot of stuff to figure out. They are battling some demons. They are seven and twelve against the spread this season too. Uh, and right now, ESPN's FPI projector gives Baylor a sixty nine. 0.7% chance of victory. Here's why Baylor wins this game. They've won two straight in Waco. They've won four out of the last nine meetings against the Jayhawks. They had won four out of 34 meetings prior to that. I was going to say, that's like eight of nine against any other team. Yes. So they yeah. <laughs> they basically had Kansas's number more so than they have any other yeah. time in the program. The way history. the Red Sox had Mariano Rivera's, yeah. The last couple of years. Yeah. This is going to be the best atmosphere the Farrell Center sees this year. It's not because Baylor's playing basketball. It's because Kansas is playing at Baylor. Jerome Tang made great points about this against Kansas State. People are not showing up to these games because Baylor's playing basketball. People are showing up to this game to root against Kansas. You can say that I'm wrong, but there's a reason that the place was a quarter empty against Oklahoma State a couple of weeks ago when Baylor was on this uptrend. That's going to factor into this Monday night game. The only ranked matchup of the night, the crowd is going to be insane. And Kansas is battling too many demons. They've exposed some holes the last couple of games. They have not shot the ball particularly well. They really didn't at Allen Fieldhouse. And so look, Baylor's defense is not great. It's not going to be great, but Oklahoma state missed open shots in the Farrell center. I, I Kansas is going to do the same thing. It's just kind of what they're doing right now. Yeah. I mean, I think the shooting part is such a big, big part of it. Um, because, like I mentioned earlier, I think they remind me so much of Kansas State, who has not been like a def terrific defensive team, Kansas yeah. State. Um, but they've really filled it up on the offensive end. It's the same with Kansas. It's really feast or famine offensively. And the few games I've seen them play this year, it's been a lot of famine. And they've just kind of found ways. I think back to one of their first games of the year against Duke. And that was a total rock fight. Mm -hmm. And you know, we was kind of like, oh, well, this is the fourth game of the season. Can't say much about it. And here we are in January and they're having more rock fights. And so that's what that's just what this team is. And uh, hmm, Baylor, I don't I just don't know. In so many years in the past, I'd be like, if Kansas isn't hitting their shots, that favors Baylor so much because they're going to come out and play better defensively. They always do. And this year is just that that that's a caveat. I'm like, I don't know. Um, what defensive team is going to show up for Baylor. Kansas does get in the passing lanes quite a bit. I think they're like second in the conference in steals or first in the conference in steals. So that's where I'm worried about that, that five-minute lapse. How many times is Baylor going to turn the ball yeah. over? And that's going to lead to transition points. That's my biggest key to the game, if you're wondering. Um, this is this is a... I still, like, I still like Baylor's chances here. Maybe I'm being too optimistic. Oh, look, yeah, like if I got to bet the house, I'm betting on Baylor. Um, a bit, yeah. And I think most people across the country would. When you look at the, some of the, the storylines and trajectories going into this game, there will be 16 different NBA teams here as well uh, to go into the game to to see, you know, Keontae George and the like. I mean, Grady Dick obviously has got some prowess, NBA prowess. Um, I, this is Baylor's the second youngest team in the big 12. 
Like they, they, they're figuring some stuff out. They're getting there. Yep. And this is a game. What do young teams do? They feed off of hype. They feed off the crowd. It's a whiteout. This is the game. I can already see it. Baylor's going to start uh, like up nine, nothing. And the crowd's going <laughs> wild. And Scott Drew's firing him up. And Bill Self calls a timeout. And then as soon as the timeout happens, the whole place is bump, 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 And here comes that bald guy. Hey, guys. I'm here to tell you about Pizza Hut. And then check the QR code on your seats. Yes. Everything sinks down for about six minutes. Kansas goes on a run. Now the Jayhawks are up 19 to 18. Like, oh, what happened to us here? Oh, what's going on? The world's falling. Uh, it's gonna be a game that's it's gonna be a game of runs. I I that is cliche, but this is truly what it's going to be. The crowd's gonna be energetic. It's a young Baylor team who's gonna feed off of that, feed off of Scott Drew's energy, and they're gonna win in the end by six. Uh, they're gonna hit some free throws late. It's going to look a lot like what the game against Kansas in Waco looked like last year. That's that's I feel like where these two teams are right now. Baylor's going to win this game. Um, it's just not going to be this tactical, surgical, I love it. It's going to be, oh, here's a spurt here, a spurt there. Boom. Clock hit zero, you're up. You're Yeah, you're going to – I think it's going to be one of those ones where you change your prediction four or five times during the game. Be like, ah, this ain't it. This ain't it. Oh, Baylor's going to win this by 20. No, this ain't it again. I actually pretty much agree with all of that. Uh, I was going to mention just the surge that they're that they're going to get from the crowd, and um, I think that's going to be so key for um, especially shooting teams. I don't know yeah. why that is, but three-point shooting teams just really thrive off a crowd. Yeah. And I think Baylor is the OU is just crowd bring... didn't give much, hence the thirty-six no, percent shooting. They did not. That is a program that a school that doesn't care much about their men's basketball or baseball teams. But anyway, no. anyway, this isn't a bashing OU podcast yet. Um, I I like Baylor close. I do. And if Baylor loses, it's gonna be fun. I will not be shocked. That's okay. No, I and I don't think, and I don't think they get blown out. I mean, there is that window with any three-point oh a gosh. team that relies on the three-point shot as heavily as Baylor yeah. does. But I just, I don't, I've, I don't think so. I've seen too many big crowd games where Baylor's just shot the ball well. They have Texas Tech. I've seen too many big crowd games where Baylor loses close. <sighs> True. Rather in, not have that again. In multiple sports. In most yeah. sports, yeah. actually. A lot of basketball. Um, mm-hmm. Scott, actually, here's how you know. as I love it. Here's how you know that it's like one of those games. Um, where the fans are going to show up primarily for because of the opponent, you know, like if this game was against Iowa State, it would not be a packed sellout. Uh, it's because it's Kansas. Um, they did media. Scott Drew did media. So I have a press, I have press conference clips. Um, doesn't always happen for opponents that he does media, but Kansas, of course. So That's Scott, true. uh, before we go into this game tonight, what do you, what do you think about the old Jayhawks? What's going on? Well, I think, uh, uh, first and foremost, we've been healthy. We've had, guys that have been able to practice together, get some chemistry together, and then that's allowed us to uh, uh, get some wins. That builds confidence. Uh, we've gotten better in practice. Uh, players are adjusting to rotation roles, buying into uh, 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 whatever that role is to help us win. So, uh, again, play one possession games, anything can happen, but it's sure nice being on the right side of them. I think uh, all of us have seen him shoot it like that in practice since this summer. So uh, 
uh, when he got off to a slow start, we were all surprised. But uh, he did what you want any player to do, and that is when they're struggling, uh, you want them to work harder. And uh, he's always worked hard, but he, he's gone to another level, and that's paid off. Yeah. Well, I think every every coach would rather have uh, the the winning streak rather than the losing streak. But at the same time, you know how quick things flip in the Big Twelve, and that's why it's such a tough conference because it's hard to get long win streaks. And you, there's constant success, adversity, success, adversity, and you got to be strong willed to be able to battle through both of those. So uh, I know uh, it's a home game for us. Uh, we got to defend the uh, home court advantage and. Um, I know, uh, uh, I mean, Coach Self's a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, you got to beat them. They're not going to beat themselves. Going along with that home court advantage, I mean, how big does that help kind of the atmosphere that's bound to happen? Well, that's why you look at the winning percentages on, on the home court versus the road. And I mean, it's uh, uh, astronomical. Uh, uh, extreme uh, uh, advantage. And it started with, uh, I remember when I first got in the league, Roy Williams said, the Big 12 is the hardest league to win on the road. And he was right. And that's that's what makes a great league is uh, in the non-conference, you win your home games. And then in conference play, uh, you, you got to hope to get lucky on the road and, and uh, take care of business at home. Uh, you've obviously been a lot of, had a lot of big-minded games. Uh, what can you do to prepare for such a well, I think uh, it's it's obviously the toughest turnaround uh, Saturday to Monday, but the great thing is both teams are in the same uh, predicament. So uh, it's uh, short notice for both of us. Uh, at the same time, uh, it's a great opportunity, great blessing to be on uh, Big Monday to showcase the league. And then uh, uh, it does allow you uh, uh, two days or a day uh, to regroup before the, the next weekend. Well, I think, yeah. Well, I think first Oklahoma deserves a lot of credit. Their their defensive uh, uh, scouting report, attention to detail, and um, one thing one thing uh, uh, shooting's going to come and go. I mean, we all know the NBA, and I mean Steph Curry uh, once or twice a year he's going over, and um, could be an off night, could be the defense, but uh, nobody can force shots to go in, and that's why usually good shooters make uh, thirty five to forty percent. That means they're missing six out of ten. So it's all the other things that you really want to have, that, uh, uh, the defense, the assists, the rebounding. And his plus-minus was tremendous, so he did a lot of the other things. Coach, what's the biggest thing you think this team needs to do to get the win on Monday against Kansas? I think uh, uh, what we've been doing to win games is uh, uh, we haven't been turning it over. Um, for the most part, we've been taking uh, uh, pretty good shots. And the shot selection's been good. And then uh, we've been rebounding it uh, uh, better on both ends. And then defensively, uh, you gotta, you got to make sure that uh, you're not giving up easy buckets. And uh, against uh, uh, TCU, that, that was the number one thing we did. And um, I think we've gotten better since then. <laughs> um, I, I usually don't listen to the broadcast, <laughs> but but uh, uh, I know Jay Williams was awesome. He talked to our guys uh, the night before, and I mean, what a god thing! Uh, he hadn't done a lot of college games, 
and I think it's his second college game, and I don't know how many years happens to be our game, and he's been talking to John through uh, and helping him through this recovery and the fact that uh, they got to spend some face time. And uh, uh, I know I'm very appreciative because uh, uh, there's not many people have gone through what Jay or John have gone through, and for Jay to take the time to, to help him out and, and be there to support him is awesome. Say something about the confidence of the shooters and your trust yeah. that you're going to let them shoot. Well, I think as long as they're good shots, we always want to take them. And uh, we'll play the percentages that we're going to make more than we miss because we have good shooters. And then we got to do everything we can to get rebounds when, when we're not making them. Um, but if you're moving the ball and you're getting high percentage shots, I mean, that's all, all, all a coach can ask for. Scott, uh, Jalen Wilson, he's had a spectacular year. What does he bring? About 40 points a night. <laughs> but, uh, uh, he, I mean, he's been playing really well, and he's been doing it from three. He's been doing it in the paint. He gets to the free throw line. He rebounds. Um, Coach Self's done a great job putting him in positions to be successful, and he's done a great job taking a, taking his game to another level this year. And what does Grady get that uh, Somebody that uh, uh, there's a reason he's projected a lottery pick by most of the draft boards is – Anyone that has that quicker release and can shoot at that higher percentage is uh, greatly valued in, in college basketball and the NBA these days. And uh, uh, he's somebody that uh, you definitely have to uh, uh, know where he's at at all times because uh, he, can make, he, he can make two or three threes before uh, you blink an eye. Hey, you guys enjoy your night. Cowboys at 6'6". Six, six. Just here to help, all right? <laughs> That was Scott Drew. This is Drake Toll. That's Cameron Stewart. This has been Always Will Be Locked on Baylor. Um, thanks for making it your first listen every single day. I'll see you the game tonight. You going to the game? I am. I got to try and convince my girlfriend to go because we're coming from a state championship pep rally. But you have a pass. You have a credential. Mm. I don't for this game. I have so a car pass, though. I can park and get you parking. So That's pretty cool. That'll work. Um, <laughs> well, there pots and pans out there? Yeah, my dinner's ready, so. I got a pizza waiting for me. Locked. Nice. On. Baylor.